Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. All right, welcome to the FSF Podcast, kids and cadets. The show where nerds like us find friendships that we missed out on middle school. Ow. <laughs> Accurate. You know, the self-deprecating jokes are getting a little too close to home. I don't like it. Uh, I'm doing my job. Oh, goodness, you jerk. Anyway, before we get into tonight's show, we need to say thank you to our show sponsor, Level Up Sabres. Play the beautiful video, Tim. One of these times you're going to like randomly unmute me while I'm singing horribly. <laughs> and that will be the last time my face is ever on the internet. <laughs> well, the, fortunately for us all, not just you, uh, StreamYard automatically mutes all microphones while a video is playing. Mm-hmm. So we can't talk over it unless it's a shared screen from outside. But if it's a, if it's a video like that one that we have stored, then our mics are automatically muted. And I don't think I can unmute you. But oh, I, be, I, I, I hope that you can't because that would be horribly embarrassing. But anyway, as you guys can see, the link for Level Up Sabres is in the comment section and the show notes. Go buy a saber. Make your childhood dreams come true. Or at least ours, either way. So. Or if you don't buy your own, you can, well, if you do buy your own, then you can loan yours out for friends' weddings, which we did this weekend. And I'm eager to see pictures. That sounds cool. Just hint, hint, please. Right. As soon as I, uh, if I have permission to share them, I will. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, guys. Also, want to ask you that if you haven't already, please take a moment to hit the uh, as the banner says at the bottom. Please remember to like and subscribe. That subscription helps us out a whole bunch. So if you're watching on YouTube, please click the like and subscribe button. That's going to help us a whole whole lot. And if you want to help us in other ways, you can also. Do what the screen says there, and you can buy us a coffee by clicking that link. Sorry. You're buying us a coffee <laughs> helps offset some of the uh, the costs that we have each and every month to put on this show and to have guests come on and, and live stream and all that other stuff. So if you want, that'd be a nice way to support our show as well. Now, if you've also noticed, uh, Nick is not here today, and, and so to ask answer Jason Taylor's question. Where is Stash? Stash needed the night off. He had some personal things he had to attend to. So he is not uh, stashing on the Stash cast. Did I say Stash enough? I did. Okay. By that look, I'm going to say I did. All right. Uh, We have comments from John. John says he says hello, but he also says that he's never heard Kathleen sing horribly. Sing? Yes. Horribly? No. Hmm. I'm not your husband, so I will say I, I have. So you know, you you have heard me sing horribly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you for, but you weren't actually trying to sing good. That's the difference. So you were goofing. So it's a different. When was that? <laughs> uh, the last time you were at my house. Ah, 
Some. There may have you been were, alcohol involved. There was definitely some <laughs> uh, libations involved. So absolutely. All right. But before we, you know, continue down this path of random nonsense, let's bring in our guests for more random nonsense. Well, it's the only First, way to do it. Well, yeah. First off, we have Jason Taylor from the actual Three Geeks podcast. There's only three now. There's only three. Well, we still have Mike occasionally will pop on and John will occasionally pop on. We oh, are the sometimes nerdy, always dirty podcast. You guys can find <laughs> us every Sunday. Uh, we said we were going audio only, but the last two weeks we've done video because I like doing video. <laughs> I hate editing. Editing is awful. And scheduling during the week is awful. Like, it's all awful. So we might just be back to doing it live again. Hey, you know the, well, we you know will the, watch that. John Wass says, hello, Jason. Hello, John Wass. It's nice Are to be here. You know what the, the best program. part about... I'm sorry, what's that? It's just nice to be here on your program. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're glad to have you here on the program. And you know what's nice about uh, about our show? I don't have to do the editing. Thank you, John. <laughs> thank you. And Nick. John and Nick, thank you. You guys are awesome. They're amazing. Publicly, publicly yeah. I'm telling you, you're awesome. Yeah, that's Sorry. a new slogan. Sometimes nerdy, always dirty. I love, I love it. <laughs> we also have another guest waiting in the green room. We have Robert Bernard of the Sci-Fi Remnant podcast. Hey, I'm hey, here for the Ropa Vieja. What? I'm here for the Ropa Vieja. There's dirty laundry. <laughs> Usually. Hello, everyone. Is that what that, <laughs> that meant? <laughs> Is that what that meant? Because I was yeah. just over here like smiling, nod. Not one of those words was beer or bathroom. So I didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what he means. <laughs> if it I means, learned a do. thing watching a cartoon, Tim. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'd think I would, but no. <laughs> it just doesn't sink in sometimes. Oh. Tim, I love your new podcasting background. It screams you. Well, <laughs> it's the gray. I wear it gray shirts. I wear a gray shirt so I would blend into. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> he does John would like to. <laughs> <laughs> we have had a podcast guest on from a bathroom before. We did, yes. Uh, uh, she was traveling, and that was the only space that she could get into uh, where it was quiet. And so she went into the bathroom, and I think actually she was she was uh, she was talking on. with us. She was in the bathtub, sitting in the bathtub, holding onto her microphone. Good. I started sitting on the, the toilet seat with the laptop up on the counter, but, but there it was got uncomfortable. So she moved over to the bathroom. Yeah, to the tub. Yeah, yeah we found a guest from the bathroom too. It happens. It happens. Hey, you know what? It was a fine conversation. Um, you know, could have been worse. Could have been worse. <laughs> could have been. All right. So before we get into our topics for tonight, uh, what I'd like to do is, Robert, I'd like you, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, let everybody know about your show, where they can find it, what you guys talk about, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, we're a science fiction remnant. We we had those, those conversations that you have about, you know, your IPs, your, your science fiction IPs. Um, we are not your typical review podcast. We just basically talk about the topics within uh, the, the movies, TV shows, games, uh, and anything sci-fi that we talk about. And you can find us everywhere. Uh, we're basically everywhere. So, yeah. So, one of the things I do lo uh, love about your show, one of the things I've appreciated about your show uh, since I started listening to it, 
is the fact that I don't think you have to be an in-depth sci-fi nerd, so to speak, to appreciate your show. You guys do go into some deeper stuff, but I never feel like you're bludgeoning the the average listener over the head for not knowing the deep lore or the, some of the knowledge that you guys bring to the table. I've always felt it was a very open and welcoming conversation. So I think that's a, a good note for your show is that you do hit on some of the deep stuff, but you're not going to leave the listener behind. And I think that's a very important uh, differentiation between you and a lot of other shows that do the deep dives. So. Yeah, we, we like to we like to think it is kind of like a conversation, you know, type of conversation you have at the sofa with your best friend. And that's pretty yeah. much how we format the show. I can definitely feel that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And since, you know, I think Kathleen and I can both agree with that, having been on your show mm -hmm. and uh, knowing the type of conversations that you have and, and everything. So, yeah, I would agree with all that. All right, Jason, tell the fine folks where they can find the three geeks. Everybody knows where they can find three geeks. But I want to talk about Matt Talk because, like Robert said, <laughs> Matt Talk is one of those podcasts where you don't even have to be into Matlock. To <laughs> the first 30 minutes of the pot or the first 20 minutes of the podcast is just John and I, like two friends sitting on a couch just talking. And it's fantastic. We're nominated for an Columbus uh, Podcasting Award. And if you don't think that's a big deal, then you don't follow podcasts because like 90% of us are from Columbus, Ohio, which I found throughout my course. Podcasters are like ants. We're everywhere. So uh, definitely... Um, Check out Matt Talk. We're nominated. I can't wait to go. We're going to an award ceremony downtown. John and I are going to get Whoa. maybe tuxes. And oh, we're trying to see if we can be presenters because I'd really love to present. That'd be cool. Yeah. So well, Matt, I hope you guys win. That'd be really cool. Find us everywhere you find podcasts. It's sadly, it's more popular than Three Geeks. All right. So tell them, tell them about Three Geeks now. Three Geeks Podcast. We talk about a lot of things. I forget that I'm on the internet sometimes when I'm doing that show. I feel like I'm hanging out because Max and I are childhood friends. We've been friends since second grade. And we kind of forget that we're on camera sometimes. So we talk the way we would talk if we were hanging out. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of humor. We talk geek stuff. Always talk geek stuff. So check us out. Awesome. All right. Cool beans. And there's three of us now. Not 20. There are. Yes, there are. All right, so, and then one last thing, before we get into anything that is uh, our show topic related, uh, on September 16th and 17th, uh, Nick, Kathleen, and I are joining the Three Geeks podcast at the Monroe Pop Festival in Monroe, Michigan. And it's, uh, it's, if you just search in a Google search, Monroe Pop Fest, you will find all the information that you need on, on how to buy tickets. It's actually a very affordable uh, convention. They've got some really cool people coming in. They've got um, they've got really cool vendors. Last year, I made really good friends with the uh, Funko Pop vendor that was there. Uh, so much so that Kathleen got a discount after I spent a lot of money there. Um, so yeah, half, I I bought out I bought a very large collection. My wife was not surprised. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> You walked out of that booth with like 10 of them. Yeah. It's easier to um, ask forgiveness than permission, Tim. Remember that. John Moss, yeah. remember that. That was, <laughs> that was the premise I was going with because I went with this amount of money uh, that I was going to spend. And I may have spent this amount of money that was not planning on being spent. And But she was really cool with it. So that was cool. But uh, yeah. Um, uh, so the cool thing is that Monroe Pop Fest... If you get a chance to check it out, strongly encourage you to go go look it up, go go see what's going on. 
And we will have Jason and, and the rest of the three geeks along with uh, the FSF podcast will be there to help run panels. We're going to have discussions. There will be a, uh, a couple of live shows that will be live streamed from the Monroe Pop Fest. Three Geeks is doing a live show. FSF Popcast is doing a live show. We're doing a uh, a one-off of our Star Wars RPG D&D style game. We're going to do from there. Uh, I believe Jason's going to be joining us from Three Geeks. will be joining us um, in, in taking part of that game. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And we can't wait to get there and and, and share that all with you guys. I got one more plug. Um, everybody needs to watch Only Murders in the Building. And if you want to know how to use cussing in your television show, uh, Nick Stockbridge, who hosts the show, also wrote a whole essay on my post. So you guys can go check that out. And uh, it's fun. All right. Very good. Uh, is she still mad at Kathy for the whole fun coincidence? Uh, uh, well, let's just put it this way. Uh, you guys haven't been back to our house since. Anyway. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> that sounds like, what? <laughs> no, no. I believe that Shayna understands that you are a grown man who should be able to make his own decisions and control yeah. his own spending. You keep using that word grown man. I do not believe it means what you think it means. <laughs> oh, no. I am what it means. No, she's absolutely fine with it. Uh, that was that was money that uh, I spent of my own volition. And uh, yeah, I, I got in trouble for my own deeds. Tim's almost done doing all the chores that he was punished with. <laughs> However, if no. he ever complains that he doesn't have money for a lightsaber, we just point to his Funkos. I mean, look at the, the ones that aren't there. Yeah, I mean, they're not here tonight, but, you know, go look at any other episode and you'll find them all. When you're no so. longer stuck in your government quarantine facility. <laughs> uh, John's not wrong. We all know that Tim, he says, Kathleen, we all know that Tim and I stopped maturing around the age of 12. We need supervision. Most key. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, this exactly. year I'm putting honor in charge of you two. Have fun with that. That's not fair. It's not fair. That's fair. I mean, that you know, more. She'll, that little girl is way too smart for her own age, and she'll best us both. So <laughs> she will be the one suddenly with all of the Funkos, and they will have no money. All right. So let's let's actually start talking about some of the topics that we that we have our guests here for. Oh and goodness! They're both being so patient and waiting for. So let's start off talking about uh, the show. Now, both the shows that we're going to talk about tonight are easily found on Disney Plus. And we're very excited. I, I love Disney Plus. I'm so glad that that streaming service is available. It's probably what I watch 90% of my shows on right now. Uh, is all because you know Star Wars. Anyway, um, but <laughs> but the first show I want to talk about is She-Hulk, and I have very much enjoyed this show. I am so glad it's on the air. Uh, so we'll start with you guys. Uh, what are your guys' uh, initial thoughts, takeaways, all that kind of stuff? Ahead, I, I I just had fun with the show. Um, initially, you know, like everything else, I start reading online and and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I wasn't too thrilled with the comments that I heard or the things that people are saying about the show. But then again, I, I stopped listening a while back. Um, so then I started watching the show and you're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> this mm -hmm. is fun. This is a, right. an incredible uh, fun show. And not because it's, it's necessarily Marvel, but I I want more shows like this. You know, the, the way the style of they're doing the, the show. It's not your typical. It, it resembles, I don't know if you 
if you remember Alec McBeal. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. It, it, it kind yeah. of has that feel to it, which is something that we don't have anymore in, in shows nowadays. And, and I mean, it's a plus, it's Marvel. You know, it's, it's in an addition. But even if it's not Marvel, if it's just normal show, uh, I, I would want to see more shows like this. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think the show is fantastic. I like the Ally McBeal reference because I didn't even think about that. But 100%, I can feel the influence and Ally McBeal might be coming back. So fingers crossed, everybody. But um, yeah, I texted Tim halfway through the episode. I'm like, Cousin Larry from uh, Perfect Strangers is in episode Perfect Strangers, two. yeah. Oh, I love that guy. And I love this show. <laughs> the show reminds me, it's like a sitcom, but it's also like a lawyer slash superhero. It's fantastic. The talking to the camera, the winks to the audience, uh, the, the references, spoiler alert, to the Incredible Hulk film with Edward Norton is just all mm-hmm. so good. I, I, I love this show. And I, I like it because uh, Marvel can't make a proper Hulk movie because Universal still has the movie rights to it. But they're Correct. making one through the She-Hulk show, and that's something I'm really digging right now. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate the, the callback to the uh, Louis Ferrigno show. Yeah, I don't know if you remember when um, she just got the, the – is it okay to do uh, spoilers? Because <laughs> I'm going to go well, right yeah. into we're, it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're past 48 hours on a weekly show, I'd say yes. Oh, okay. So in the scene where um, she just got the blood and, and ran away, and when you see uh, him turning into the Hulk, I was like, oh, my God, this is like the show I used to watch, you know, mm-hmm. with Louis Ferrigno when he was transforming. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> there, there's cold box for everything in here. Yeah, they've done really well with that, I think. Uh, Travis Foley says, did anyone feel like last week's, week's episode seemed like time for opening credits when the end credits started? Yes. Yes. Was, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it was an amazing episode, I thought. I just thought the pacing of it was really good. I didn't feel like, you know, a couple of the past series that have come out, the first two episodes, I really felt like Marvel kind of dragged it out in the first episode or two. And I have not felt that way with She-Hulk. I thought there was nice pacing. I agree. I love the the fourth wall breaks where the, her turning and talking to the camera mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff really does. And I, I hadn't honestly thought about the Ally McField stuff, but now that's all I can think about uh, is that that is very much uh, – that's an awesome reference, Robert. That is, that is what, very well done, sir. Um, but I have very much uh, enjoyed it. Um, I think part of the problem, though, out there, and I think this is probably what Robert was referring to, a lot of the, the people kind of have gotten their panties in a bunch because they're afraid that it's, you know, they're trying to replace the Hulk with a, you know, they're like, you know, with a with a woman. Oh, who and, cares? Like, Tatiana Masolani is the perfect person to play this role. Oh, my God, I love her. Mm-hmm. Or if she's, Black, she's if wonderful. you seen it, do yourself a favor. Yeah, yeah, she's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful in this role. And... um you know, but what people don't, it, it, and, and the thing that's just floors me to all hell and back is the people, most of the people who are saying this don't have any depth of knowledge when it comes to Marvel and that there actually was a She-Hulk and that, you know, there's, it's not just something that Marvel's throwing out there to, you know, to, uh, you know, do gender swaps and all these, you know, all these things that they are claiming are happening. There is a video I want to play and it's a TikTok, uh, one of my favorite uh, TikTok creators. I'm going to see if this works. If this works, I will have figured out something. If not, 
Well, no. The female thing comes up every time they introduce a female. Like when Black Widow came out, uh, Agreed. Marvel came out, and then yep. they saw Jane Foster as Thor. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to cry. Like, why? I don't understand. Why? I'd rather watch a female-led movie than a male-led movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the thing is, is that you got a bunch of fragile guys out there who can't handle a woman in a strong role. And it's proven over and over again every time one of these shows comes out. And if a woman does anything that shows themselves standing up for themselves or or empowering themselves in any way, ooh, boy, then that's... That was part of the problem with Captain Marvel. You know, the movie itself is, I thought Captain Marvel was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome for, for young girls to see that, that a woman could, you know, go through all these things as a young woman does to grow up to be something more. And I thought, that, you know, especially having a daughter, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. So, all right, let's see if this TikTok works. Here we go. This is from a content creator on TikTok called Straw Hat Goofy. Uh, he he's the movie guy on TikTok. He's my movie guy anyway, and I wholeheartedly support and love this view. So here it goes. When I said fragile men were not going to like She-Hulk, it's funny how fragile men popped up to say they're not fragile because if you weren't, you wouldn't have to defend yourself. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna nip this thing in the bud right now. You said that Jennifer stated that her life was harder than Bruce. Except that is not what happened. She didn't say that, and that's not what the scene is implying at all. So I'm an expert at controlling my anger because I do it infinitely more than you. Really struggling to find where people are getting her life is harder than Bruce's part. The honest to God truth is, as a new Hulk, Jennifer is better at controlling her anger than Bruce was when he first started being the Hulk. Why? It's because she had a lot of practice to do it. She only brings up the cat calling and mansplaining because those are things that happen to her every day and that helped her hone her anger controlling skills. Bruce, on the other hand, was not good at controlling his anger when he first started as a Hulk because he had a lot of unresolved trauma from the abuse he had. Well, that whole Bruce's life was harder than Jen's argument, you misread it in the scene. You're projecting. And the crazy part is, is that you projected during a scene where Jennifer was talking about Bruce projecting onto her. Crazy. And when I said... Yeah. Tim's muted still. But yeah. He's oh, talking. Though. I'm muted. Yeah, I was talking. <laughs> so the thing I love about that I love about that scene is that's everything that I, would, I have wanted to say and I couldn't find a way to put it mm-hmm. in words. But that is exactly how I feel about people who have a problem with uh, uh, the, the, I can't, Jason, what's her name again? Uh, Tatiana Masalani. You've seen Orphan Black, right, Tim? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I can't remember her name I, and I was not wanting to uh, slaughter it online. Uh, anyway, but yeah, she's, she's, you know, and, and that's everybody's problem with her is that, oh, that, well, she said that she was, you know, had it worse than Bruce and, or she was better at it than Bruce and oh, she just became a Hulk and, you know, how could she be better at it? Because she can. And she, what does, she doesn't have the hurdles that Bruce had to get over. That is such a... It, it makes me angry. It makes me very, very angry. But that says so much about our society as a whole that if you think about it, men have anger issues because they're not taught how to deal with their feelings. At a young age, men are told, boys don't cry. You don't have feelings. You're not allowed to feel that way. Right. Whereas women are constantly being criticized and ridiculed with the, oh, you're grumpy. You must be on your period. Oh, you're grumpy. You must be. It's like, <laughs> no. You can smile more. Because you're in my face and telling me how to do my job that I have training to do. There's mm-hmm. a big difference there. And 
like he says in that video, the fragile men who are not comfortable in themselves, not comfortable with their own feelings, being like, oh my gosh, they mean, no, shut up, sit back and figure it out yourself. Like, look into your own issues, not criticize a TV show for showing where you have a fault. Right. Like they said, the, the projecting into that scene, the projection of themselves into that scene. Oh my gosh, it's so, such a good show too. Like I've been, so good. I've been waiting for Tatiana Maslany to get back in a TV show, and I think this is the perfect one for her. The humor perfect of the show to me is 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 top notch. Oh, and the, the fourth humor wall is break. great. I love fourth wall breaks. I have always loved fourth wall breaks, and so it's, it's great. The 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 whole training scene where Bruce is is trying to train her to be a Hulk, and you know, doing the rock throw and the hand claps and and all that stuff, and then he throws her off the edge, and she flips him off. I about spit my drink. Um, mm -hmm. I was not expecting that. I thought that was hilarious. The cut scene of them two at the bar about Captain America. Oh my gosh! Roared with laughter. That was fantastic. Best end credit scene too of any of the Marvel projects was the end credit scene for the first episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, there's so much going right for this show so far. We're only a couple episodes in, but there's so much going right for this show that I'm excited to see where this goes, not just for what they're doing in the series, but, but what they can do with the Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk character outside of the series in phase five and six. And if there's some other ways that she can be, you know, brought into other parts of the MCU. And I, I love how, sorry, go ahead. Kathleen. I have to say, I wasn't even, like when they announced the show, I was not excited about it. It was not a a moment where I'm like, oh, I love that character. I wanna I wanna see them on screen. It was the oh, okay, well you know, we'll I have to goes. agree with you. I you know, I'm not a hundred percent like really into the comics. I read a couple so I know uh the, the comics for she uh, she hulk. Mm -hmm. Um so I, I I wasn't really like very knowledgeable, like any other marbles that have read comics after comics. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I agree with uh, Kathleen. I was not sure what to expect. I wasn't, I definitely was not excited when they announced it. And oh, yeah. when I watched the first episode, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. It piqued my curiosity. And then once the casting was done, I was I was 100% in on the show. Uh, but um, one thing I like about Marvel in general, they did it with Shang-Chi when they brought um, a dude back from Iron Man 3. I can't believe I'm blanking Trevor. And in this one, like bringing yeah. Abomination <laughs> back, like they're, they're really good about pulling stuff from their canon and bringing it back at the right particular moment and doing something special with it. What do you guys think about uh, Abomination trying to go down the, um, the path of like turning his life around? Or do you think, think it's fake? I think it was kind of uh, slightly funny to me because throughout the entire episode, I kept on thinking, mm, you know, and, and, and it turns out towards the end that, yeah, in fact, what he's saying was true. Mm -hmm. And he already communicated with Bruce. And he's like, he wrote oh, me a yeah, nice haiku. Very <laughs> harm. I love that guy. <laughs> I, that's another area where I laughed out loud. She's she's calling Bruce and talking with Bruce to make sure that Bruce is okay with her taking the cake. He's like, oh, yeah, you should. I'm, I'm past it. He wrote me a nice haiku. I'm like, oh, man. Between, between that and when he's talking to her and telling her, when Abomination's telling her that it was the super soldier serum that did that to him, 
And she's like, wait, it was the government's fault that you became this way? I'm like, oh, oh, it is going down and it's going mm-hmm. to be glorious. I had to explain yeah. that to my wife because, in fact, I, I kind of I had to agree. I mean, if you watch that movie, which many people, uh, you know, most of my friends don't like it. Um, I still can I still kind of like it. Um it, it you remember what happened and in, in a way I like to think that it's not his fault. But right. then that's mm-hmm. just my personal opinion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that the 2008 film that he was in that Tim Roth was in as Abomination is Marvel canon. Mm-hmm. And that that movie still very much applies to everything that's going on. Yeah, so, this definitely reminded. You guys think Betty Ross will ever come back? Well, I don't know if, if they ever will bring her back or not, but yeah. yeah. But that that moment with Abomination and Jennifer with the wait, no, this was the government's fault. The government did this to you was very boys esque to me. With the you realizing that the government's behind all of this and that they're making these super soldiers, and sometimes their super soldiers go wrong, and then it's the government says that it's their fault, not the government's fault, because the government never admits that it's their fault. But I, I think know. what we're gonna, like yeah. I think one of the things that you will see come from this is that uh, with Abomination doing an about face and and being a a pseudo good guy is that it's going to be the tie in for the Thunderbolts movie, Mm -hmm. which is which is basically Marvel's Suicide Squad. Right. And so I think what's that? That's the one thing I think besides the um, multiverse that they've consistently been setting up, which is the Thunderbolts. Yeah. So I think I think that that will that uh, abomination will be part of that moving forward. But uh, I always like Tim Roth as an actor. And I think that he plays, uh, you know, the, the uh, human portion of, uh, of abomination pretty well. So you, you, you said Thunderbolt and I, I heard Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're very excited about, at least I know that I am. I know that Kathleen is. I, mm-hmm. I think Nick's kind of indifferent to it, but I could be wrong. He can he can tell me right or wrong later. But I think that he's just kind of like mm, meh. But I, the one thing I was excited about for this show, um, because like I think I think like all of us here, I didn't have a whole lot of exposure to She Hulk growing up. I knew the comics were there. I really didn't read the comics. My greatest amount of exposure to She-Hulk was knowing that she was a video game character and a couple different Marvel Marvel video games, and I got to use her and uh, as a playable character and kind of figure out uh, a little bit of her background, her backstory from that. But that's really the depth of my level of of knowledge before this show. But enough to know that she was, you know, there was a She-Hulk and that there was a connection to Bruce Banner and, and all that kind of stuff. So... I guess there was a Wolverine reference in this episode, but I did not see it. And I'm with you, Tim, but only my knowledge of the entire MCU so far. I didn't know much about any of these characters because I was always a DC or an X-Men guy. So to me, the MCU is almost perfect because I have no preconceived notions at all. See, and that's the thing, too, for me is I didn't have a lot of comic book experience. I was aware of these characters because of marketing. But there is that part of me that, that kind of always... I don't want to say that I didn't like the female characters, but especially when it was the, oh, we have female Hawkeye and we have female Hulk. It's kind of that 
on in a in a way it always felt like oh well, i'm not good enough for the the regular version you have to make a girl version for me that i struggled with that so i kind of had that mindset going into she hulk with the i'm not so sure i'm going to like this because i like hulk there's no reason i can't like hulk but then i see right. she hulk and i'm like oh wait no this is this is okay never mind <laughs> yeah i you know, I, I think sometimes the, the characters were done, I think, like you said, just to kind of make feel, people feel included. There was, you know, to placate one crowd over another mm-hmm. um, in the past. But I don't I don't think that that's what Marvel's doing here. I think that they're, no. that now they're, we're just trying, we're just, they have this open sandbox to play with. And, and, I and they're my- getting more of their characters back and back. And I think they're just trying to get them out there and, and you know, for people to be able to, to see the characters and see how they're, you know, being developed and stuff. So I'm kind of hoping that that's what's going on. And I know that my chip on my shoulder is legitimately just a a reaction from playing X-Men as a kid with the, no, I want to be Wolverine. Well, you can't be Wolverine because you're a girl. It's like, no, that's not how that works. So I struggled with that a little bit anytime there's the, the female character because the I didn't want to be Storm. I didn't want to be Rogue. I wanted to be Wolverine because Wolverine claws are really cool. And But I'm not bitter. Lady Deathstrike. It could have been Lady Deathstrike. Mm. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. She was cool. She was. She was actually very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not still bitter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, new episodes of She-Hulk come out every Thursday on Disney+. Plus. You can catch it first thing in the morning before you go do anything else uh, that is sadly adulting. Yeah, and, there was uh, two, can... two news uh, headlines in the background of this episode. One was Man Fights with Metal Claws and Bar Brawl. And then the other one yeah. was Why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean? Yeah, that was for the Eternals. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So yeah, there, there's uh, so and, many, and, so many little things inside. Yeah. Wow. Like for example, I scanned that QR code on the bathroom, and it opened oh, yeah. Did up. You get the comic book. Yeah, I'm what? like, and Marble always does his things, and it's so clever and so cool. See, I feel exactly. like there's almost too many. Oh, you know. Yes, yeah, I love yeah, X23. Logan. X23 exists now. That's true. So. But so there in is a female Wolverine. 2000, they didn't. She didn't. No, well, this is true. But she does now. So, yeah, multiverse. All right. So, all right. So, let's move on to our second topic. Our second topic is, is uh, another show on Disney Plus that Kathleen and I have had the opportunity to know about for a little over a year now before it actually no. came to the air. No. <laughs> We had Dan Povenmire, the creator of Phineas and Ferb and Milo Murphy's Law on our show. And we talked with him about uh, those shows, what he had been doing and everything else and what was upcoming. And he gave us a little bit of a hint about Hamster and Gretel, just that it was in development. He really couldn't say much more about it at that point, but that it was definitely in the works and that it was coming. Uh, And then we had Amster, uh, Amster, boy, sorry, Amber, uh, Amber (laughs) Tornquist-Hollinger on our show. Uh, who's one of the directors for Hamster and Gretel. And she talked about that show. But again, because of NDAs and timing and all those things, there's only so much she could say. And then we also, we've had Joshua Pruitt, one of the head writers for Phineas and Ferb, Milo Murphy's Law, and now Hamster and Gretel on our show, not once, but twice. And each time we have talked about 
Hamster and Gretel. But again, because of NDAs and timing and all those things, there was only so much we could say. But now it's out and we get to but watch now it. now they can't stop us. Now they can't stop us. And we get to talk about it. And we're so excited. Uh, and uh, uh, originally, Josh Pruitt was going to try and be on with us tonight, but uh, his schedule was uh, going to prevent him from, from making it tonight. So uh, we're going to try and get him on for another live show here uh, soon. And we'll talk a little bit more hamster and Gretel at that time. But he had some adulting things he had to take care of. So clearly, like we can't him. help him for that. Adulting. But uh, but yeah, so hamster and Gretel. Um, I know that... Uh, yeah, I know you guys have each seen a little bit of it. What are your first thoughts uh, going into this into the show? I am going to say a sentence. It is superhero chicken soup. <laughs> it's good okay. for yourself. I liked it. I I really liked it. It it's really fun. It's really funny. I love ropa vieja. If you haven't had it, you should have it. It's amazing. Uh, but the show is it's really cool. I like I really liked it, and it's it's very, um, you know, this is one of the things that my uh, co-host of my show kind of makes slightly fun of me because I like the happy endings. Mm-hmm. Um, I have mm-hmm. shows that don't really have a villain, um, which is very hard to do, by the way. And uh, although we have villains, it's very vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, at least right. the parts that I have seen. I, I don't know if you guys probably seen a lot more than I have, but so far that's my impression. And it, it's my kind of show. Yeah, it's funny. I enjoy it. Jay, what are your first thoughts? I don't watch a lot of animated stuff, like in general. It's just, for some reason, I just don't. I, I, nothing against it, but um, I I like the show. I I think if I had kids, I'd probably definitely like younger kids. I'd definitely be binging this with them. But um, for I sure. can't wait to check this out with like my niece. Uh, or when my my friend's son comes over once a month and hangs out with me, so we'll, him and I will definitely be watching this show together because uh, he's he's gonna love it. And the line, you know, like my friend has this, my friend has this, my friend has this. Can you sign her shirt? Yes, my name is Gretel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, though, I think I think that that's actually one of the things that I really appreciate about Dan Pavenmeyer's creations is that you don't have to have little kids to enjoy this. You don't have to have a a child as a reason to watch it. There were so many jokes in it that John and I are laughing at that go right over Honora's head. She's excited about the bright colors and the fact that the hamster can talk and a hamster can fly. Having a a hamster of her own, it was a very cool tie-in for her with the, hey, this little girl can do anything and she has a hamster just like me. But then you have the, the jokes that are more to make it entertaining for the parents with when Gretel asks their cousin Fred, well, what's wrong with Kevin? Uh, I don't know, puberty. It's like, yes, 100% yes. That is what, the smell? The what is the burning smell? Right? Sometimes that happens. I know. I know. I love that. <laughs> but the, the episode with Rodney Thunderpants is still my absolute <laughs> favorite with the, your name is Rodney. You shoot lightning out of your hands and you didn't think to call yourself lightning rod. I'm like, <laughs> I paused it because I was laughing so hard and I didn't want to miss anything else. And then, and then he's like, Oh man, but I already had the business cards printed. I'm like, what <laughs> super villain makes business cards. Right. This show, I, I, it reminded me a lot of Kid Danger. 
I don't oh, know yeah. if you've ever seen oh, that yeah. Kathleen. Yeah, yeah. My my daughter made me watch all of it. I Oh my gosh, it's I, fun though. It is definitely a guilty pleasure. I enjoyed the show. <laughs> the but show I mean, does, as, did remind me of that for sure. As sure. a pretty hardcore Phineas and Ferb fan, this was great for me. Like the first five episodes, I legitimately have watched at least three times. They're just because fun. Because they're just that good. And it's, it might be vanilla, but there's so many things you can mix into vanilla ice cream to make it so much better. Oh, yes. And it was, it is that perfect. Sometimes it feels like it's a float. Sometimes it's a Sunday. Sometimes it's whatever. You've got vanilla ice cream next to a piece of pie. It's beautiful and perfect. And I want more ice cream now. Sorry. Ice cream does sound wonderful. But uh, so really one of the things that, one of the, one of the things that I've loved the most is, is just the running. It's a running gag. And, and what I think I love about Dan's shows is that there's always a little bit of a running gag somewhere, somehow. Fitting some Ferb had running gags with, you know, uh, with Perry. You know, hey, where's Perry? You know, all that kind of thing. And in this yes. show, the, the thing that I love is that anytime she's going to punch something, no matter what it is, she yells out what she's going to do. Wall punch! Pipe punch! punch. Meteor punch! Math punch! You know, whatever <laughs> it is. And I absolutely love that. It makes me laugh every single time. And I just... It's the it's the, the silly little humor that's in the show to me that, that makes it a lot more fun. Plus, it's superheroes for kids. That, mm-hmm. That's you know, it's good, clean family fun with superheroes for kids. And Kathleen, please do not buy your hamster a a, a, a cape because I I don't want to honor to think that think that flying. Chewie does sell guinea pig costumes, but I think he's too small for guinea pig costumes. I haven't looked at this. I was actually looking at getting him a sombrero. Nice. <laughs> and honestly, hamster dancing in the Ropa Vieja episode with the chili skirt. Yes. I, I can't. I just can't. I, I was all in. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have to speak about his bright personality. Very sunshine, you know, and rainbows. Mm-hmm. And, and poor Kevin. Poor Kevin. But... In all of in all of the crap that has happened to this poor sixteen year old boy, and I can only imagine being a sixteen year old boy is like the worst thing ever because ew, boys are gross and smelly and disgusting. And but then you get a driver's license and now you have to drive your parents' minivan with your little sister in it. Like that is that is not cool. That is not how you pick up chicks at sixteen. And no, Super then you throw his, That's the way to do it. You throw his social anxiety on top of it. But now he's responsible for his little sister who's a superhero. So she gets all of the attention. She's in the public eye. He's trying to make sure she doesn't die. And yet somehow he always ends up wet. (laughs) Why is Kevin always wet? What's up with that alien? That alien did him wrong. I know. I know. But then coming and giving the the superhero... the twins' evil powers. It's like, what is going on with this alien? <laughs> and yes, my brothers could, but it was a station wagon. We didn't have a minivan. We had a station wagon, <laughs> then we had a full-size van. So yeah, there's that. 
But I also, as stupid yeah, I, as it is, I love that the supervillains, that the boy's name is Lyle, because that's my dad's name. And my dad was a huge Phineas and Ferb fan. Like, he loved watching it when I'd watch it with the kids that I babysat. So to have my dad's name in this cartoon, even though it's completely coincidental, it is so funny to me. Because I'm like, he would have loved that there's a character with the same name as him in a Dan Povenmire show. Like, that would have been huge to my dad. And it also cracks me up that he's the supervillain. But I don't know. The, the, the evil twins are just fun. I don't know. I could I could keep going. <laughs> Good grief. I could keep going and I could really have since, you know, I did an entire five at five on why this show was amazing and it should be watched. I was just going to bring that up that on our on our YouTube channel, if you want more information from, from Kathleen about uh, why you should be watching Hamster and Gretel. There's our Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. We always release a 5 at 5. Five reasons to watch something, five reasons to listen to something, five reasons to play this game, whatever it may be for that week. But last Wednesday, Kathleen released 5 at 5 for Hamster and Gretel, the top five reasons why you should be watching Hamster and Gretel. So that's, uh, I think, actually, it, it clocked in right just over at five minutes, like five minutes and seven seconds. So it snaps along pretty quick. It's an easy watch, and it gives you five reasons why you should be checking this show out on Disney+. Plus. It also has 95 views already. Yeah, it's, it's climbing up there. It's It's got a nice little click going. So, but uh, yeah, so check that out. Um, any other thoughts about, uh, about Hamster and Gretel before we move along? I want more episodes. Fair enough. <laughs> like so badly. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very excited for this show. I very much enjoyed the first uh, the, the episodes that have been released on Disney Plus. I've been. I thought they've been um, very Dan Povenmire, very enjoyable, very much in the vein of, of things that I've other things that I've watched from Amber and. And see, uh, other things that I've seen that Josh has written, mm-hmm. so it's been it's been a lot of fun for that to see, to have the knowledge of what we had in the background coming forward, and then actually to see it get produced. As exciting as it has been for us uh, on the outside watching it, I can only imagine what it's been like for them being part of the show, you know, and, and developing yeah. the show and and everything else. So, all right, so. There's one more thing that we we threw in at last minute. We didn't tell you guys about this, but I, I want to we want to talk about it for a couple minutes, and I want to see if you guys have had a chance to watch this at all, and if you have any thoughts about this moving forward. Have you guys seen the trailer for Weird Al? Yes, I want to. See, I haven't watched the trailer. I've pretty much become a, a void trailers guy, but I want to see it. Dana Radcliffe looks just like him. He does, and then. They have I Weird have so Al. many questions about this trailer. They have Weird Al in the movie as the producer. Yeah. Talking to himself, which, I mean, just makes sense because it's Weird Al. But then Rain Wilson and... As Dr. Demento, yeah. yeah I love it! It'd be weird. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. No, totally. Anything with an accordion in it, for sure. But I believe that. No, I saw the trailer today, and... I about split. I love Weird Al. I have always loved Weird Al. And then to see, uh, there's just, there's so many layers. I have so many questions. Oh, yeah. So many questions. 
I, I, I uh, Robert, before I get into my things that I have questions about, what were your thoughts about the trailer? I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I, I want to see. I want to see what's gonna, what's gonna happen. But it's, it's interesting. I, I have questions about the whole Madonna. Oh, I know. And apparently, apparently Weird Al and Madonna uh, were more than just uh, business associates, according to the, the movie trailer. But at the same time. All right, Weird Al. <laughs> at the same time, this Weird Al, who is known for parodying things. So is he making a parody biopic about himself? That's what I'm trying to figure out, because in another scene... The guy's like talking to Weird Al and he says, you can't smoke in here. And the guy, he, Weird Al apparently put out a cigarette on the guy's hand. I know. And there's a whole other scene with him. Uh, you know, there's multiple scenes in the trailer. It's like a three minute trailer. Of multiple scenes about him, you know, uh, with, with Madonna. And there's a, like a pretty strong makeout scene in the trailer where he's making out with Madonna. And I'm like, okay. Didn't see that one happening. They are referring to it as the parody artist's parody biopic. Oh my god, they got Evan Rachel Wood to play Madonna. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, that that adds a level of like respect to this project. Like Daniel Radcliffe is fine, but like getting her, like she's one of the best actresses on TV right now. You know, regardless of what you think of Westworld. Right. The 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 casting in this movie is looks to be top-notch. Now they get Daniel Radcliffe, they got Rain Wilson, they got Evan Rachel Wood, they've got, uh, I can't remember who some of the other people were in, in the casting list. I'd have mm-hmm. to go back and look at the, at the cast list again. But just just even those couple people, you're like, holy crap, it adds so much credibility to the movie coming forward. The fact that, that Weird Al is involved with it, and it's not just a biopic being made about somebody that it's not anything to do with. You know what I mean? Right. So there's this article on Polygon about it, this paragraph got me with Weird Al. The Weirds trailer runs through some of the typical touchstones you might expect in a musician's biopic and puts them through the fittingly silly Weird Al filter. There are scenes from Al's childhood where his his parents worry about his polka obsession. A sequence where he amazes his friends with his improvised rendition of My Baloney. Bologna, but whatever. His descent into strife and ruin thanks to Madonna. There's even the presence of a suspicious older promoter, Dr. Demento, um, so Rain Wilson, who wants to use Al to ha- help him hit it big. All of this is played up to the ridiculous degree you'd expect from a movie about a man who made his name writing parody songs. But it's the, how many levels of parody are there in this movie? Right, and how, so we're, so now my question is, how much of this movie is going to be parody? How much of this movie is going to be factual? And will it, there be an easily decipherable line? Because, you know, like in the in the movie uh, trailer, you know, he, uh, he's sitting there at his table with his parents and his parents are telling him how they just want him to stop being himself and be, be a normal kid. Stop being happy. Right. Stop being happy, be a normal kid. And then uh, there's another scene where, like, he's at a party and, you know, he's jamming on an accordion with, you know, everybody around him. And he comes home with the police. Well, we found him at a polka party. You know, there's there's things in this in this trailer where I'm like, Okay, this is very clearly, you know, parody and it's it's very clearly weird Al and and then like he's not just like talking with Madonna, he's shirtlessly making out with Madonna. Uh-huh. You know. It's just 
it's some of it's over the top and some of it's very funny and I have so many questions. <laughs> I, I, I think you won't know what's parody and what's not. I think they're going to purposely do it that way. And they, they're billing it as untold true story. But it's also yeah. Weird Al telling you the story. So, I mean, come on, the guy wrote an entire song about Albuquerque. Like, you can't expect to take anything he ever says seriously. Greatest ball of twine in Minnesota. Anyway, but yeah, uh, there, there's a whole lot of uh, questions and, uh, that will get get uh, answered on November 4th on the Roku channel. That's where that show is going to be streaming. So if you have a Roku, uh, you're all set. If you don't have a Roku, they're really cheap at Walmart. Go get one. Set it up. Even if it's just for that, it's worth the price of the movie ticket. Um, best line. Okay, I deserve that. Yes. Yeah, there's. I'm going to watch the trailer. You you need to watch the trailer. You have to watch the trailer. It's there's there's so much going on in this. It's just like I sat there. I've watched it twice today, and each time I, I caught little things. You know, the second time I caught little things I didn't catch the first time, and I went, "Oh, okay." Um, uh, it's not Will Arnett. It's um, the other Will. I can't think of his name, but that's the one who says, "Be okay." I deserve that. Got the hand burn. Um. Yeah. Goodness gracious! I can't think of his name. Oh my god, Thomas but, uh, Lennon is in this too. What's that? I said Thomas Lennon is in this too. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a whole lot of good people in this movie. Somebody playing oh. Julio. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's um. Weird. Al cast because now this is going to drive me insane if I don't have an answer. To Forte this. is what they said in the comments. Will Forte, that's it. Thank you. I love Boom. Will Forte too. Yeah, Will Forte. Thank you, Travis. I was uh, losing my mind here. I'm like, I know it's not Will Arnett, and I can't remember his last name. So I was about to, I was about to complete the googs and uh, figure it out. But so yeah, so November fourth on the Roku channel. If you don't have one, go buy one for cheap at uh, at your local. Walmart or Amazon. You get one from Amazon. It'll about the same. So Probably anyway, sale as well. You yeah, gotta be that cheap. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, as we get ready to wrap up here, I just want to remind you that last Friday our guest on the show was uh, just an um, awesome actress uh, who actually won the Best Actress Award for her role in the drama Burning Kentucky. And she has roles in a couple different horror movies, including one called Amityville Moon. It's a werewolf movie. And a soon-to-be-released sci-fi thriller called Down and Talk with Augie Duke. And here's a little preview. Hello, this is Augie Duke, and you are listening to the FSF Podcast. Well, that episode is still up on our YouTube channel and on your favorite favorite audio podcast providers. That is really hard to say. Anyway, and remember that your subscription to our okay. YouTube channel is a major help. So please don't forget to click like and subscribe as you watch the video. However, this week we have a new episode coming out on Friday like we do every Friday. Our guest this Friday is a very talented droid maker. 
and actor, and one of only a couple of people to ever wear the C-3PO costume in Star Wars media. This is Chris Bartlett from The Mandalorian, and this is the FSF Popcast. So yeah, it's Friday. information from that guy. <laughs> okay. We're very excited to welcome Chris Bartlett uh, from shows like The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. Now, in all the movies, Anthony Daniels is C-3PO, hands down. That's that's who that is. But on television shows, commercials, personal appearances, that's the guy right there. Chris Bartlett uh, portrays C-3PO. Not only does he wear the costume, he also does the voice, which was also very cool when we were talking to him. He'd go in and out of C-3PO's voice and uh, and use that a couple different times. So we got to talk with Chris about his love for cosplay because that's how he got started. He was a cosplayer, and he would go out and he'd build these droids and uh, you know, the droid wear and all that stuff. And somebody at Disney heard about his level of cosplay and the, the how screen accurate it was, and that's how he got hired. That's how he got into the business. And so it's a really cool story of a, of a cosplayer doing this at, for the, just the love of, of cosplaying. After work, he'd go out after dinner at night and go out and work in the garage and tinker for a couple hours and work on his suit. And now he works for Disney doing this. Uh, he's played multiple droids on The Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian and, uh, and uh, some other different things. And he has a fantastic story about going to the White House during the Obama years and, and ending up on the elevator with President Obama as C-3PO. It's fantastic. It's a great story. story. Anyway, you'll have to check um, it out. Yeah, you'll have to check it out this Friday. It's awesome. So, be, yeah, be, tu- be sure to tune in this Friday morning. You watch it on YouTube, or, of course, you can listen to it on your favorite audio podcast provider as well. But watching so, is more fun because you get to see Tim giggle like a little schoolgirl. You, you can do get to watch him giggling, not just hear it. It's, it's Star Wars. I can't help it. It happens. Uh, but before we go, guys, please take a moment to remind everybody about your shows, where they, where, you, uh, where you're at, what you do, where they can find you. Uh, Jason, we'll start with you. Everybody, you guys can uh, find me every week on FSF at 7 o'clock with uh, Tim, <laughs> Kathleen, and Nick. Listen to the live show. It's fantastic. I don't need to plug myself. Uh, hit that like button. Even Larry Hankin hit that like button. So you can hit that like button too. Actually, I have access to Larry Hankin's email. I was going to say, or whoever has access to Larry Hankin's But still, um, yeah, yeah. Hit that like button. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Jason. Check out Three Geeks Podcast. You guys won't be disappointed. And also Matt Talk and the PVD Cast. Uh, those are all shows that are associated with the, with the Three Geeks Podcast as well. All very worthwhile. Good editing. PVD cast is where to go. John is like a professional. Even Matt Talk is edited so well. Max is like, what's wrong yeah. with our podcast? And I'm like, we don't have a John to edit our show. Right. <laughs> you guys have a John too. I think everybody needs a John to edit their shows. They they yeah, it does help. Uh when when uh, focused on Ford was on the air and it was edited by a Tim, it was not at the same level. And then it got started getting edited by a John and it got much better. And all of a sudden, like, wow, that was nice crisp transitions and it was clean and easy to listen to. It was a John. I, I'm going to plug the PVD cast because you guys can listen to one of the best podcasters, not just female podcasters ever. Kathleen was on the PVD cast with John and. Yes, yeah, she was. It was a great interview. 
Kathleen's only been doing this for like a year and a half, everybody. Like, it's an, incredible <laughs> to me. I've been doing this for eight years. I've been good for like two. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to talk to people, and I'm good at talking. And that's that's about all I got Play going for. Play to your strengths. Right? All right, Robert, tell us tell us about the Sci-Fi Remnant. Well, if you if you like the geeky conversations, uh, Sci-Fi Remnant, uh, you can uh, you can find us anywhere. Anywhere you've uh, we we started doing the um, the videos on YouTube as well. So uh, we don't have as many followers, but usually what it, we post the videos uh, a month after the audio comes out because audio is our main thing. But yeah, we can you can find us now everywhere, um, podcast and YouTube. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, again, I encourage you guys to go check out Sci-Fi Remnant. They may go some deep on some topics, but they're not going to leave you behind. It's a great show. And, uh, you know, uh, just be make sure you listen to it. They did a really nice episode uh, a few weeks back about the movie Galaxy Quest. Had some bunch of nerds on with them. Uh, oh, but yeah, yeah you want to check weirdos. that out. Oh, my God. Yeah, those weirdos. Lower Decks is back? Robert, <laughs> I'm on your Twitter page right now. I didn't know Lower Decks was back. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just made my so. week. <laughs> that one little tweet. <laughs> when I, I told when I told my wife, she was jumping up and down because yes. we sit down and watch those uh, that show together. It's, Sci-fi it's remnant makes dreams come true. Just go to their Twitter page. There you go. There's your tagline, Robert. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Don't forget, guys, we will yeah. be at the Monroe Pops Fest September 16th and 17th, 15th, 16th. Correct. Something yeah, like September that. 16th, September 16th and 17th. Uh, so this Friday, we've got an interview, and I'm just going to go ahead and plug this now. We've got the interview with Chris Bartlett from The Mandalorian. Next week, Friday, we'll be, on the 9th of September, we will be releasing an interview with Olivia Diabo, who is actually going to be at Monroe Pop Fest as well. We're going to talk to her about that, her first time with on star wars clone wars she was on the wonder years for the longest time uh as karen arnold uh uh, so but uh yeah so you guys are gonna want to check that out it's a really cool interview with with olivia and you'll have an opportunity to meet her in person and get something signed as well so you can even meet the, the fsf podcast and get things signed not that it'll be worth anything but we'll sign things for you that could be fun sure yeah as yeah, long as you can also get signed um, stuff signed by three geeks as well. As long as it's not legal documents or um, yeah, I know mostly legal documents. We're not going to sign those. Have you guys signed an autograph yet? We did once, and it was so surreal. Somebody asked us to sign a Watchmen comic book because we talked about Watchmen in our panel. No, like huh. seven years ago, and we still weren't good. <laughs> no, I still no, get no, we... out when like I'm walking through the mall, and somebody's like, "I just saw your picture on my YouTube page." I'm like, "Whoa." didn't do it i actually haven't had either of those things happen to me yet now i'm jealous all right all right <laughs> but yeah so check that out this friday and uh next monday we will not have a live show we will have a replay for you guys we're taking the week off and uh Our replay the week after that oh we'll... a pop fest guest isn't it yes it is next week's uh, uh replay it will be an interview that we did with Darren McCarty, who will also be at Monroe Pop Fest. So now you guys can check that out. Darren McCarty, former Red Wing great. So, all right. I think that's going to conclude us for the FSF Popcast Live Edition. Robert, Jason, thank you for coming by. 
hanging out with us and spending some time with us. And thank you so much for inviting. It's always a blast. Oh, thank you. And we will see everybody else later. Goodbye. Hi. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF Podcast or go to www.fsfpodcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank <laughs> you.